You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Hotels.com. I was traveling internationally last year. I was in Mallorca. I didn't know the island well. I said, let me head to the north, head towards the water. Let me go on Hotels.com and see what they have available. Something preferably on the beach, maybe even a gym. Not only did I get those things, there was a kid's session with exercise, gymnastics in the water, pony rides, a train. It had everything, and I didn't even want any of those things. But at least I knew they were there just in case I changed my mind. And now finding the perfect hotel has never been easier thanks to the Hotels.com app. Whether you're looking for a family-friendly, right, all-inclusive or a relaxing spa weekend, you can find exactly what you need and compare hotel prices, ratings, and amenities side by side. So start planning your next getaway and find your perfect somewhere in the Hotels.com app. Hello, elegant listeners and or viewers, and welcome to Go, my favorite sports team, and happy National Pumpkin Day, because that's what it is here in the United States. Is it? What day is it? Uh, The 26th of October. Much like the class shirts, I have never heard of this holiday. Much like what? The class shirts for Milford High School. Oh. oh. (laughs) I don't think they exist. I think it was a ruse. I didn't hear class. I heard clash, like clashing against another person. And no, I was ass like, ass shirts, ass shirts. Yeah. Nothing like ass shirts. Anyway, I'm Tyler Scheid, your host uh, with the most knowledge of sports, uh, the master of balls and holes, as you would have it, joined by my co-host who has been already been speaking, Markiplier himself. How dare I? Was I not supposed to speak? No, you're allowed to speak whenever you want. You know? oh, okay, good. I this, this is a, a free podcast for free viewing and listening. So lots of freedom here. Be free. I'm free. You're free. You're free. Oh. <laughs> Fuck you, asshole. <laughs> I'm out of here. Peace, bitch. All right, let me make a phone call. Got to get him back. I'm back. <laughs> yeah. Did the uh, did the guy I called just tell you uh, you had to come back? I felt my contract pulling me. <laughs> Heart strings first back into the chair. <laughs> All right. Well, I'm not as free as I thought, but you guys are free listening and or watching at home. So congratulations. Although I would not advise that they drive their vehicles because, uh, you know, some laughing can occur. And I've heard people almost get into accidents before. Oh, no, no. That's distractible. <laughs> Oh, wow. 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 Okay. 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 You know, you know what? what I'm leaving now. I'm free. Yeah. All right. You go. You go. I'll take it. Don't forget to flip me off. All right. Well, it's just me, guys, as I've always planned. You, me, and the uncomfortable silence. Oh, hi. Welcome. Uh, hi. 
I, uh... Anyway, you fucked up. I did? Yeah, you fucked up bad. Bro. Oh. oh. What? You're what? gonna pay for it. I just got You're back. Gonna... What happened when I was you... gone? <laughs> all right, listen. Someone by the name of Tyler Player 502, all right? Tyler Player? Tyler Player 502. So they're playing you like a fiddle. All right, okay. You better watch out. All right. In the climbing primer, Mark talks about boof climbing, insisting that is climbing while huffing spray paint. This is inaccurate. Boofing refers to the use of recreational or illicit substances through insertion of one's rectum. Please get your facts straight before slandering a beautiful sport known as boof climbing. <laughs> so... You know, they're you know, they they had to set the record straight. They had to uh And I'm glad they did. Yeah, you know what? We got it wrong. Boof climbing does involve shoving the spray can bottle up your ass and spraying it and then climbing. What is it called when you just like when you huff spray paint? Uh huffing spray paint? No, I thought there was another name for it. I'm finding the active chemicals. Inhaling? <laughs> no, no, no. That's not a cool name. That's, that's not a very cool way of saying it. Inhalants include air blast. <laughs> Bold. Chroming. It's probably called chroming. Chroming. That sounds fun. All right. So Sauna Saint also threw down the gauntlet a bit. And I think you might have something to say about it. Because they went ahead and said that Finnish baseball is better. Than what? Than um, every other baseball. Oh, okay. Continue. They just said it's better. In Finland, we have a better version of baseball, literally translated as Pesapalo. Please look it up. Could be interesting. Maybe. Possibly. Doesn't sound like you're very confident about this sport. This so-called better-than-baseball Finnish version of baseball called Pesapalo. You know, just for your viewing pleasure, um, Mark, I... Uh... Look out, up. Tyler's trying to pleasure you. I, I looked up the way the, the, the field is arranged. Uh, go on. This is really bizarre. No. Oh, it's a stupid Wall Street Journal won't let me look at stuff without subscribing to their channel, their page or whatnot. Rude. All right. All right, we'll never know about Finnish baseball, and it's not worth a primer anyway. No, no. We're, we're going we're gonna to break through. I just want you to see this glorious... What the... F what the fuck? Yeah, this totally makes sense. Let's run to the left, run down the middle, so if the ball is hit, we get absolutely clobbered in the head running from first base to second base. Why is the pitcher and the hitter in the same spot? It's a, I think it's soft toss. They just like toss it up, and then they hit it. Well, what's the point of having a pitcher just to get a t-ball? Exactly. Anyway. It makes no sense. It looks like Squid Game if it was baseball. That's kind of what I'm seeing here in the kind of zigzag, then crossing straight across, and then making your way back. It is a little bit of that. I don't understand it, but all right. Also, the shortstop is basically in the outfield. <laughs> yeah, so you got your left and right shortstops. Your catcher is where the pitcher would be. <laughs> you got to... The catcher and pitcher are the same guy. He's got to toss it and catch it himself. He's got to toss uh, it in front yeah. and then run around and catch it. Is this just like they were trying to play baseball in Finland and they didn't have a normal field and they had this really, like, drunk field? I think they <laughs> just took, like, the soccer field and they're like, you just got to hit it straight. 
You hit it sideways, no good. Straight only. That actually does make a lot of sense because this does seem like they just adapted a, uh, like a soccer field in its rectangular dimensions as opposed to a baseball field. Yeah. So, I don't know. Just based off of this, and I mean, you can see the comparison in size of the field. Significantly bigger. Uh, it's huge. But... I don't, I don't, I don't know if I would call it better. I think it would be more of like a medium between baseball and cricket. Maybe I don't know because of the simple field size. But I didn't learn anything about cricket. Anyway, one more jacuz from Pleasant Struggle One Two. It's time. time. You know what? It's time to, for me to take a stand. This isn't a jacuz of Tyler. This isn't a jacuz of Mark. No. This is a jacuzzi of the audience. How dare you keep making jacuzzi for specific primers? What's the point? There are 8,000 sports in the world, 200 sports internationally recognized, and Tyler and Mark don't look a day over 25. I don't know what that has to do with anything. I'll take the compliment, though. I don't think they'll be stopping this podcast anytime soon, so hold your horses. I mean, we kind of almost... Stopped it already just before this episode even started. So you never know. You never know. Could end at any moment. Better get your jacuzzis with specific sports in quick. And better get your merch before it's gone forever. Right, exactly. It's about to appreciate in value. It's a good investment. Be very rare. Especially the uh, the elegant listener collection of pins. This episode is brought to you by New Balance. You don't have to be an elite athlete when you pound the pavement. Whether you've run five marathons or you only run when necessary. Whether you're chased by bears, zombies, monsters, the apocalypse is coming. But New Balance will have you covered regardless. Whether you need shoes for comfort, stability, or race day speed, they've got you covered. Because the only right way to run is your way. New Balance. Run your way. Visit newbalance.com running to learn more. This episode is brought to you by Hotels.com. I was traveling internationally last year. I was in Mallorca. I didn't know the island well. I said, let me head to the north, head towards the water. Let me go on Hotels.com and see what they have available. Something preferably on the beach, maybe even a gym. Not only did I get those things, there was a kid's session with exercise, gymnastics in the water, pony rides, a train. It had everything, and I didn't even want any of those things. But at least I knew they were there just in case I changed my mind. And now finding the perfect hotel has never been easier thanks to the Hotels.com app. Whether you're looking for a family-friendly, right, all-inclusive or a relaxing spa weekend, you can find exactly what you need and compare hotel prices, ratings, and amenities side by side. So start planning your next getaway and find your perfect somewhere in the Hotels.com app. This episode is brought to you by State Farm. You might say all kinds of stuff when things go wrong, but these are the words you really need to remember. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. They've got options to fit your unique insurance needs, meaning you can talk to your agent to choose the coverage you need, have coverage options to protect the things you value most, file a claim right on the State Farm mobile app, and even reach a real person when you need to talk to someone. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Anyway, Pumpkin Day, what's the deal with this? Okay, so apparently October 26th is National Pumpkin Day. Go on. Uh, It was recognized as a favored autumn decoration and food 
Uh, so, you know, they decided they wanted to make a day commemorating the pumpkin. Wasn't Halloween? That's all Hollow's Eve. Isn't that kind of like the fall harvest? Isn't that kind of what it's all about? Dude, I don't know the history of Halloween. I just knew I got candy if I dressed up and went door to door. I do. Long ago, the ancient <laughs> Romans, when there was a full moon after the autumn harvest, decided to invade Finland. And they beat them so bad with the pumpkins that they didn't know how to play baseball correctly. They thought first base was in between third and home, and the pitcher was where the catcher was, and the catcher was at first base. Those Romans only knew a thing or two about pumpkins. Apparently, you know, they they smashed them, they launched them, they ate them. Mm -hmm. But uh, apparently it's a non-official holiday to celebrate and give thanks for the squash cultivator (laughs) that became an essential part of American culture. Well, I can make anything a non-official holiday. It's Tyler Day. All right, day off. See you, bye. All right. (laughs) You really (laughs) want to get out of here, don't you? (laughs) (laughs) Anyway... Mm-hmm. Pumpkin sports. It's fall season. The gourds are engorged. They're grown. They're massive. Mark, what sports do you think revolve around pumpkins? Look at the way my lips do in the. <laughs> you seeing that? Is that weird? Yeah, yeah. That's bizarre. Anyway, um, <laughs> probably. <laughs> That was for the viewers only. (laughs) (laughs) You ever point your phone at like a helicopter propellers and they just seem like they're not moving? That's what my lips are doing. Anyway, for anyone that cares. Pumpkin sports, probably, I doubt that pumpkin carving could be a sport. Maybe. I feel like it could be, but I think it's more of an art form. Like you could race, but... What, what are you racing to do? Do you consider, like, the biggest pumpkin more of a sport at, like, a county fair? It could be to a degree. I mean, you have to do certain things to cultivate it mm-hmm. and also take care of it. So it takes a lot of work. Mm-hmm. Weighing pumpkins, I could borderline on potentially being a sport. Yeah. Okay. Um, pumpkin chucking, maybe? You chuck pumpkins? You just throwing them by hand? It's like a uh, shot put? Yeah. That, that, could could be, be. that could be a sport. Um, that's all that's I it. got. What, what could got. you possibly do with a pumpkin? I mean, if you think no cooking... pumpkin fucking <laughs> is that what today is about? No. <laughs> you remember when we tried to make pumpkin bombs, Mark? No, what are you talking about? <laughs> you know, you know, we carved into pumpkins, put <laughs> dry ice in them, and tried to. Oh, seal them right, up. yeah. Did I ever post that? <laughs> no. I don't think I did. <laughs> no, I, we, I think we looked it up and we were like, uh, maybe this might not be legal. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think it was something about like dry ice bombs are definitely not cool. Yeah. Danger, you know, stuff like that. I wonder where that video would be. I could probably post it now. Who cares? We did do pumpkin smashing. So we, we I think we changed direction. That's when I busted through the table with the sledgehammer. Right. That was a fitting change. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, anyway, what about pumpkin pie making? Making things with pumpkins could potentially be a sport. If you think cooking's... Uh, I don't know if that's a sport, is it? It's a judged sport. So it's in one of those areas whether or not you could consider cooking a sport. Because it does require skill. It is competitive. So like Iron Chef, that would be considered a sport? I I, I feel like it could be. 
it's a skill-based competition, so yeah, I guess. Yeah. Well, anyway, we're not talking about any of those particular things. <gasps> Pumpkin fucking. No. <laughs> that was one of the ones I said we're not talking about. Who can carve the best hole? You did get one right. There is a sport is of fucking? pumpkin. No. <laughs> Pumpkin chucking. Oh, okay, all right. But each year, as soon as the calendar flips to September, the obsession with all fall begins, Mark. All fall. Especially in the Midwest, where we grew up. You've got corn mazes. You've got mm-hmm. festivals. Mm-hmm. You've got ren fairs. Mm-hmm. Pumpkins are everywhere. Mm-hmm. They're the symbol of fall. They're baked goods of every kind. You get pumpkin spice lattes at Starbucks. Mm-hmm. You got candles. You got pumpkins being bought and painted, carved, and of course there's going to be sports. Of course. So there's annual pumpkin runs, which are just basic marathons themed around the fall involving pumpkins. Okay. But those aren't the ones we're talking about. We're talking about sports that particularly use or involve the fantastic gourd that is a pumpkin. Okay. So there's many contests and competitions around them. We talked about the way-offs. There's carving contests. Apparently, there's pumpkin bowling. Okay. Though not all of them could be considered sports. But in this episode, we'll be learning about two that are. All right. Pumpkin chucking. Pumpkin chucking. Pumpkin paddling. <laughs> what? Pumpkin paddling. All right. Okay. Mark, hmm? I have sent you the notes. Okay. You have guessed that pumpkin chucking would be a thing. Uh-huh. So you have earned the honor to teach our audience about pumpkin chucking. All right, so here's how you fuck a pumpkin. What you're going to do is you're going to carve a hole in the front. You're going to... I said chuck and not fuck it. We're skipping... Oh! All right, act one. (laughs) (laughs) How people became obsessed with pumpkins in the first place that they invented the pumpkin sports. All right, okay. Turns out pumpkins real (laughs) soft. (laughs) You're going to make the pumpkin the new, like, emote for people to send, like... (laughs) I miss getting those like chain texts so it would be like oh boy it's all holos eve (laughs) for all you hollow hoes out there (laughs) I know exactly what you're talking about yeah yeah Yeah. but anyway the pumpkin is a gourd that is native to central and north america and it's been grown in the americas for around 10,000 years since the first time to harvest pumpkins is October, they're ideal for the fall food flavors. Indigenous people across the Americas ideally prepared them in many dishes to roasts, soups, and then obviously the Europeans stole it. Stole it? Yeah. You know, they arrived and they also began to rely on the pumpkins. They stole their ideas and claimed them as their own. I can't really refute it, you know? <laughs> I would believe it. I would believe it 100%. So as the U.S. has become more industrialized... More people were living in the cities and fewer and fewer were out farming, which led to a wave of nostalgia for agriculture. Mm. So pumpkins began popping up in art as a symbol of the harvest. Okay. This led to pumpkin pie becoming increasingly popular as the dessert it is famously known for during Thanksgiving. Mm. Obviously, because it rose in art, pumpkin decorating became huge in the mid-1800s as 1.5 million Irish immigrants came to America and brought the tradition of carving turnips with faces for Halloween. They eventually turned it into the carving of pumpkins, Mm. especially since pumpkins were cheap, native, and abundant at the time. Mm. Throughout the 1900s, the love for pumpkins and this nostalgia grew 
into the giant pumpkin spice monstrosity that it is today. Okay. So, much like Where it is- Where were the Romans? Well, Romans didn't have Where pumpkins. Where were the Romans in Romans never came to the Americas. I don't believe you. The Italians did. I don't believe you. Ask the Romans. Go back in time. Call them on the on your cell phone. You know I can't. You didn't even try. Fuck you. Fuck you. <laughs> I'm out of here. This is bullshit. <laughs> Whatever. But obviously, as the people we are, everything can be turned into a sport. Mm-hmm. Mark. Yes. Pumpkin chucking. Yeah. Chuck in. Throwing. Okay. Tell us about it. Act two. Uh, am I supposed to read this? You don't have to read it, but you can you can use it as your guideline. Okay, Act One, Act Two, <laughs> Pumpkin Sports, Pumpkin Chunkin. This is not Chuckin', Chunkin'. Ch- oh, it's Chunkin'. Punk, Pumpkin Chunkin', Pumpkin Chunkin'. Okay, is a sport of using large custom-made machines such as catapults, <laughs> air cannons, and trebuchets to launch pumpkins as far as possible? Holy shit! It was the Romans. Oh, my God. You seeing this shit? Wait, did they have catapults? I feel like the Romans had trebuchets and catapults. Something like that. Yeah, probably. Anyway, the official sport of pumpkin chucking or pumpkin chunking, it all started with a blacksmith in Milton, Delaware. In 1986, that seems pretty recent, after reading an article about a physics class that threw pumpkins as an experiment in energy and mass, blacksmith John Ellsworth and his friends Trey Melson, Bill Thompson, and Donald Doc Pepper. Is that, guy, is that that guy's only redeeming quality? Donald Doc Pepper? His nickname is Doc Pepper. Do you think he's the creator of Dr. Pepper? There is no way in hell. It could be. Anyway, they began their own experiments with pumpkin chucking. The first competition in early November of 1986 had three contestants, a handful of onlookers, and the winning pumpkin was thrown 178 feet by catapult, which is pretty goddamn good. That's very far. That is like half a football field. No, it's more. No, it's less. Yeah, a football field from end zone to end zone is 300 feet. Yeah, so that's like nearly half a football field. So that's actually not as far as I thought it would be if you got a catapult. I would have thought that it would go much farther than that. Well, I mean, you got to think about a pumpkin. Remember, they they can be dense. Like the the pie ones are pretty dense. Uh huh. But if you're chucking the the big gourds, the ones that are hollow that we carve into. Well, let's be realistic. Back in medieval times, they were chucking dead cows over the castle walls to plague the people being sieged. So I think that's moderately heavier than a pumpkin. Yeah, you know, modern day building catapults, our technology, we're, we're just not as smart as the old days. Hold the phone. Yes, we are. Each year, the event grew with more contestants and spectators. And in 2013, the winning pumpkin traveled 4,694 feet. That is nearly a mile, which is about 1.3 kilometers. Holy hell. And the event was recorded for a Mythbusters TV show episode unfortunately the event found itself in logistical and legal trouble around this time as well as after a couple lawsuits from people injured at the event do you think they were injured because they were trying to run and catch the pumpkins (laughs) 
Okay, if someone can run from the launch time a mile down to catch this pumpkin, you know, maybe that we got bigger problems than worrying about them being hit by a pumpkin. No, I, th- I think they were like outfielders. They were already out there, and they're just like trying to catch it with their hands. And yeah, probably they were like playing Finnish baseball, and they were like, oh, my goodness, God, I got to catch it. Is that <laughs> I'm going to stick with it. So, uh, yeah, I don't know how they were hit, but I do know that catapults are absurdly dangerous. I myself was hit in the face with a catapult uh, for a science class that I didn't even build, which is probably why I got hit in the face with it. Not to blame my high school girlfriend at the time. It was a little bit of shoddy construction. <laughs> you don't Wait, know what? about that? You don't know about that? Are you talking about your physics project? Not mine. I was just, I was helping with that. I, I didn't do anything. Wait. I didn't know about this story. Well, you didn't know about that? Yeah, no. It was like, it was made with like chicken wire, uh, like chicken wire as like the channel for the the ball to be thrown up. But the thing was, the safety latch, the release trigger was just like a, a door handle that had no actual latching onto the catapult. It just went there by, you pull it down, you click it over and it's just like tiny just there. Goes, chink, and it goes whoosh. And when uh, we were reloading it, we push it down and it's, put the latch and then we were both standing over it and it released. It hit me in the eye. That's why I have a scar in my eyebrow. Cause I, I just remember I was on the ground. I was like, Oh, what happened? And I get up and I'm like, I'm okay. And then, you know, he goes, Oh, I'm not. And blood is oh gushing out of her God. nose. Yeah. Meanwhile, I didn't even know that blood was half down my, my hood. This whole half of my face was covered in blood. Yeah. I didn't even notice. <laughs> yeah. I, th- this was, because in AP, we were in the same class. In yeah. this one, we weren't. So, Yeah, it was really funny because... Well, it wasn't my class either. It was, I was just helping out. That's oh, like yeah. I said. I, I was almost an innocent bystander in this death machine, which it was. And the coolest part was it was the whole catapult got covered in blood. Because obviously it is. So the catapult was covered in blood. So when we went in to go to the nurse's office and then you know get taken care of, and then eventually we got to urgent care, but they dragged the catapult in and we went in through the band door. Oh and so, my, yeah. So they didn't know where to put it because like it was just non-band people being like, where do we put it? Uh, let's put it in one of these side rooms where it's away. But it was one of the practice rooms where people go in and play instruments, like a soundproof room. So when the next person goes into that soundproof room, opens the door, and suddenly there's a blood-covered catapult <laughs> sitting in the middle of this. And they're, they're just like, I don't even understand how this happened or got here and like it wasn't even a thing where you could pretend that it was like fake blood you could smell the blood on it oh, yeah. it was just like super stained so yeah that was that was fun wow <laughs> you know that's probably why uh people went after this you know they got hurt making their own catapults and doing bad safety measures yeah, if you got a catapult that can chuck a pumpkin uh, 4,694 feet, then that thing could definitely uh, chuck a human probably about half that distance. So, yeah, that's no good. And also, even if you were close and got clipped by it, you know, that's not going to be good for anybody. Yeah, there's probably a lot of legal ramifications within that, and especially with bystanders and having to separate them and professionalism. and Yeah, absolutely. Anyway, while there's been a couple competitions since then, 2013, the event has been canceled in recent years because the organizers can't find a place big enough for the event in a state with more lax liability laws so they don't get sued again. Oh, I heard here Nevada's pretty good for lax liability laws. 
I mean, you're actually probably not wrong about that because there's a lot of big open desert where there's nothing happening. So if anybody is like, you know, why wouldn't there be ability to do that? Yeah. I just imagine getting pumpkins out there is pretty tough. <laughs> I don't think that that's the hardest. They got a catapult they got to get out there. You're worried about the pumpkins they got to go? No, nah, You don't nah. even spoil. You don't even need to put them on ice. You truck them out there. It could take a month and they'd be fine. No, you have to grow them at the location, duh, Mark. Right, of course. That's the legal law, and you rip them out of the ground when you're chucking them. Anyway, there are other pumpkin-throwing events across the U.S. at fairs and harvest festivals. However, the main world championship pumpkin chunkin may be gone forever or is it breaking news the 2023 pumpkin chunkin competition was able to find a location and will take place october 28th by the time people are listening to this episode it will already have occurred and millions will die wait what millions are dead i think they'll just become lewis from target The first nuclear pumpkin was launched. Wait, are they allowing nuclear-powered catapults? Blacks liability. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I'm trying to find where this event is taking place now. (laughs) I have no idea. Go look it up. Pumpkin Chunkin International based in Oklahoma. That makes sense. Nothing worth saving in Oklahoma anyway. Unless you're from Oklahoma, listen to this and then we love you. Anyway. Baby Tyler. What, what? What? Put on your big baby diapers. It's time to go chunking. Um. Uh, can, okay. Here's what you're going to need. Okay. You're going to need to grow your own pumpkin. Regulation size, regulation color. If it's anything other than orange or off-white, you're disqualified immediately and you will be sent through the catapult into the catacombs. I, I have the one I carved for Halloween. Can I? Don't can care. I... Can't be carved. Must not have any alterations done to it. Cannot diet, cannot do anything. You got to grow it, so you better start growing fast. You only got a few days. Okay, okay. Pumpkin needs to be between 8 and 10 pounds and be less than 8 and 5 eighths inches in diameter at the widest part of the pumpkin. So you could have a tubular pumpkin, but it must be 8 to 10 pounds and no wider than 8 and 5 eighths inches at its widest. That's a small pumpkin. You must design your own catapult. Could be a trebuchet, could be a slingshot, could be an air cannon for all I care, so long as it's able to hawk that pumpkin as far and as wide as it needs to go, which is, if you want to beat the record, you gotta go about a mile. Does my arm count? If you got a cannon for an arm, absolutely, if you think you can do it. But remember, if you don't make it past the minimum distance of 100 feet, you will be shot out of a cannon. Oh. There's a net that catches me, right? (laughs) Anyway, these machines are specifically designed to chuck... A pumpkin as far as possible without smashing it. So that's the thing. It must survive its launch. It can it can die on impact. That's absolutely totally fine. But it must survive the launch. It can't splatter because there's no way to measure it. Understood? Uh-huh. Uh-huh. You have 20 minutes. What? There's an artillery guy who's going to tell you when you can launch your pumpkin. You will not be able to launch your pumpkin prior to that. And you got to make sure that no one's on the field before the pumpkin is about to be launched. Once the firing Uh-oh. line boss gives a signal to fire, the machine has three minutes to fire. And if it does not fire in three minutes, you are launched out of your own catapult. Okay. All right. After the pumpkin lands, spotters will search for 10 minutes for it and then mark its location. If it can't be found in 10 minutes, the team has the option to take a makeup shot. 
So if you if you launch it so far that it goes out of the atmosphere, technically it won't count because they can't find it. So you got to try again and reduce the power just a little bit. So I need more than one pumpkin. You do need more than one pumpkin. So you got to have a backup just in case. Oh, okay. You could also like I guess borrow someone else's. Can I launch my brother? How much did your brother weigh? I don't know. If I was a baby, he was probably still a baby. Eight to ten pounds. He'd probably be too heavy. No girthier than eight, eight and five eighths inches. He's too big. Yeah, I didn't think so. But you, you'll do nicely. You'll get one pumpkin and then you launch that. If it doesn't make it, you're going up next. I'm launched. Yeah, absolutely. Anyway, overall winner is who flings the farthest. All right, I'm I'm gonna take my seesaw and get a whole bunch of babies, and we're gonna put a pumpkin on one end, and we're gonna jump from really high on it and hope the pumpkin goes far. All right, good luck. Definitely won't hit you on the face when you're jumping up and coming back down. Surely won't just launch right back onto a bunch of babies and... It'll work. It'll be fine. All right. Act three. How the Romans ruined this sport. I'll tell you. They... All right, whatever. Mark, it's time for the next sport. Oh. The next pumpkin sport. The famous pumpkin paddling uh-huh. now imagine you've got a body of water no wood about anywhere just gourds tons and tons of gourds specifically of the pumpkin type okay you must make a boat the first known record of someone carving out a giant pumpkin sitting inside and rowing it in water was in new hampshire in 1996 when wayne hackney paddled in a pumpkin that he grew himself Starting in the late 1990s, several events started taking place across U.S., Canada, even Europe. And today, races take place in Michigan, Wisconsin, Oregon, Belgium, Nova Scotia, just to name a few. They're all pumpkin boat paddling races. Uh One of the most well-known races are the Windsor Pumpkin Regatta that was held each October from 1999 to 2018. However, it's been canceled in recent years because the man-made lake it was held in has been emptied and a new location that can support the up to 15,000 specters that came to watch the event. Spectators or ghosts? Specters means ghosts. Spectators. Did I, did I not say taters? You said specters. Anyway, they haven't been able to find <laughs> a location of taters, spectators, specters that can watch the event so that, you know. Seems like these events aren't very official and they don't have their heads out of their asses yet. Uh, I think their heads are stuck in pumpkins. Pumpkins? You okay, man? You got pumpkin madness? Pumpkin madness is getting me. I've had too many pumpkin spice lattes today. All right, well, good for you. Uh, The other pumpkin race, Uh well, the other popular one, is the West Coast Giant Pumpkin Regatta in Oregon. Okay. Since 2004, racers have gathered to paddle their pumpkins across the lake at Twelaton. Twalatin. 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 Commons at Regatta. Over the years, the event has grown and now has dozens of spectators, thousands of spectators, dozens of competitors. The 2023 West Coast Giant Pumpkin Regatta takes place or took place on October 22nd. Okay. So, baby Mark. Hello. You must. I want to fuck a pumpkin. No. All right. But you're going to be inside a pumpkin just in a different way. Yeah! Oh. You need one bigger than you. You got to grow a pumpkin that's massive. Big enough that you could sit in. All right. Could weigh over about a 1,000 pounds. 
Holy shit, what? Yep. Though the smaller the pumpkin, the lighter and therefore faster it could be. So being a baby in this sport is your to your advantage. You don't need as big of a pumpkin. Okay. So grow one that's big enough for you to sit in. Okay. Does it need to be that way when I grow it, or do I have the option of building a boat out of a pumpkin? No, you grow it, and then you carve into it. What if I homogenize two different pumpkins and stitch them together? You can't do that. What if I put a pumpkin on each foot, and then I skate across the water? If you manage to do that as a baby, I think everybody would cheer and be impressed, and you might win. Okay. All right. I'll take it. It just says you need a pumpkin boat. But you'll need to carve it open big enough for you to fit inside and shape it timely so that you can paddle your way to victory. All right. Normally, you can just buy a paddle, but this is the baby sport version. You must gather your wood and make your paddle. Why? Why must I do that? Why? Because of the pump, pump, the pump, pump boys. <laughs> what? The pump the boys? Pumpkin, the pumpkin squad from the, the world of pumpkin farming requires you as baby mark to build your paddle all right yes sir i'm on it what you don't realize is they're the pumpkin gods coming from the season of fall you, what no i i'm not i don't believe that all right fine you can just use a single bladed or double bladed paddle that you find on the road that's what i thought uh and since you're a baby you should definitely have a life jacket because pumpkins can tip over pretty easily and uh could drown you if you get stuck inside your pumpkin, so hopefully you can float and get out of your pumpkin. That would be unfortunate to die in such a way, yes. All right, baby. Time to race. Okay. Line up. The starting line in the lake. Uh, got You got to get in your gourd yeah. with your paddle. Balance it out. Yeah. Three, two, one, go! Start paddling. Ah! While pumpkins float, they aren't particularly good at cutting through the water, so you're likely to spin in a circle multiple times. This is not particularly good at cutting through the water! You're going to get dizzy and possibly puke or poop your pants since you are a baby. I'm used to that. <laughs> Once you get a handle on how to quack your pumpkin, go in the d correct direction you want to go, your pumpkin will waddle, wibble, and make its way slowly towards the finish line. I'm and since it. you're a baby, your arms are short, your strokes are smaller, you're probably not going to win. Says you fucko, I'm gonna destroy this. I've been training. You know how many sports this baby's played? You have no idea what I'm about to unleash. You're so muscular. You're the strongest baby that ever exists. Yeah, that's me. The first person to cross the finish line is truly the winner. But I think if you don't drown, you don't get wet, and you stay in your pumpkin, I would consider you a winner. What do I get? Uh, pumpkin pie. If I kill everyone else, do I win? Technically, you would win. You do have a paddle. Maybe you can. Poke your paddle through their gourd and make them sink. They all had unfortunate pumpkin holes appear in all of their... <laughs> I didn't fuck it. I'm not, I'm not saying it's for fucking. That's not what it's about. That's not what it's about. I'm just saying I'm really good at carving, you know, three-inch wide holes. I, did, I, 
I realized I was about to say I didn't want to undersell it. You know? <laughs> so you oversold it. No, 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 I exactly sold it. <laughs> Precisely measured Precisely. three inches. Three inches wide, it has to be. Anyway, so I've killed everyone. <laughs> but is it a circle? Is it three inches in diameter? You just said three inches wide. It could just be flat like a tapeworm. <laughs> Listen, all I can say, just like the pumpkin requirements to be at its widest diameter, <laughs> that's all I'm, I'm going to leave it at that. All right, all right, good, good. Mm. So, if any of you happen to have an idea of, you know, maybe doing something extra with your pumpkin after you finish with your jack-o'-lanterns, or maybe it's starting to rot a little bit, maybe you can have a little bit of a sport of your own in your backyard, whether it's just see who can throw the pumpkin the furthest, or who can smash it the most, or who can float their pumpkin the longest down the river. Those are the pumpkin sports. Okay. All right, good. I thought you were going to say something else to do with your old pumpkins. Probably put them in the compost pile so that they can re-nurse the earth. There you go. Anyway, that's the end of this episode. I hope you enjoyed our fall-flavored special on mm -hmm. National Pumpkin Day. I did. All right. Well, if you want to support the podcast, go check out the merch over on store.gmfst.com. What go was that? store.gmfst.com Oh my goodness, I'm going there right now. Tip tap, typity tip. Wow, you can get the Infinity Finger Bundle available for a limited time only. Use code discount code FINGER at checkout. You can get the entire finger collection. I Finger Sports and you Finger Sports too. Get the I Finger Sports hat, shirt, pin, and finger. And coming soon, the I Finger Sports Finger Finger. So you can finger while you finger while you spin finger sports. You could use that finger to to finger your pumpkin. Yes. <laughs> I endorse that message. <laughs> also, go to our subreddit if you want to post a GQs. We do read them. We do get to them. We do highlight them in every episode that we can. Mm -hmm. And also, go join the Discord server. Post it on the subreddit. That link can be found there. It also can be found on our YouTube channel where we post clips. Go check that out. It is combined with Distractable, so you can check out both podcasts through there and uh, interact with us. Possibly we're going to use it for episode ideas where we engage with you even more. Sounds good to me. Bye. Bye. <laughs>